Welcome to The Lead, the Hartford's executive podcast series, where some of our company's most innovative and engaging leaders share their thoughts about leadership, career development, our company, and industry. Hello, and welcome to The Lead. I'm Paula Angelo, Head of Internal and CEO Communications at The Hartford. Today, I'm delighted to be talking with Amy Stepnowski, our company's Chief Investment Officer and the President of Hartford Investment Management Company, also known as HIMCO. Amy, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Paula. It's great to be here today with you. So let's talk a little bit about HIMCO. It might be helpful for some of our listeners to even talk about the basics around HIMCO. What is it and why is it important to the Hartford? So HIMCO, on the most basic level, is the part of the organization that manages the Hartford's investment portfolio. And you may say, well, Where's the money coming from that we're investing? Making it very simple, it's the premium dollars that are not used to cover expenses, and we're investing those in the market so that we can generate a return and ensure that the Hartford has sufficient capital to pay out on its claims and other financial obligations. And how does the Hartford benefit from HIMCO in terms of its impact on our business? So I think if people are looking at financial statements, the first thing uh, you'll often see is the line item in the income statement on net investment income. And that is the income that we're generating off our investments. And if you take a look, insurance is a challenging business. You know, you hear Doug and Mo and Stephanie and Jonathan and Beth talk about combined ratios. And that's essentially the uh, amount of profit that we're making from our, our underwriting. And we take that profit and we invest it and the investment income is a very significant portion of our net income. So from that perspective, having an organization in-house that can invest on behalf of the Hartford and understand very clearly all of our financial goals and objectives and be able to pivot as those may be changing depending upon the insurance operating environment, the macroeconomic environment, I think that's one of the benefits uh, that the Hartford has in terms of having an investment management organization within the overall enterprise. And you've recently experienced significant growth in the assets under management at HIMCO. Can you talk a little bit about what some of your recent milestones have been and, and how you're seeing growth in both size and impact? It's been an exciting year for HIMCO and the Hartford in that regard. And I, I definitely emphasize the Hartford as well, because again, the reason why HIMCO has a third-party business is we think that that is a big benefit to the Hartford. By having greater scale, and I'll get a little bit more specific around that, by, by having greater scale, meaning more assets to manage, we have better access to attractive investments. We are able to provide more career opportunities to our employees, and stronger employees will result in better investment results. So it's all tied together. And as many people know, in 2018, when the Hartford sold Talcott Resolution, we maintained management of their assets. In 2021, Talcott was sold, and the Hartford had an ownership interest in the group that sold Talcott. And there was probably a lot of questions by some around, well, will HIMCO still manage those assets? We did continue to manage the assets. And in fact, in 2022, we were fortunate enough to add an additional $21 billion of assets that we manage on behalf of Talcott. That's a very significant number. By bringing on those assets, it has allowed us to invest in areas that are more attractive that perhaps we might not have had the opportunity 
at fees that are lower because we're investing with bigger scale and it's given our employees new opportunities to grow and develop, which again, I think in this environment is terrific. And let's talk a little bit about those investments. I'm curious, is there anything that employees or or others who are not familiar with HIMCO, anything that people might be surprised to learn that we invest in? So it's interesting. We spent a lot of time trying to educate people around some of the things that we do, but perhaps for those that may be newer to the company, they haven't heard it recently. We do invest in commercial real estate. And so literally we will go out with a partner and buy a swath of land and build an apartment building. So people hmm. may not be thinking, Himco's in the business of building things. Yes, we invest with a partner to purchase the land and build the building and then eventually sell it. That, that would be one thing. We are also effectively a lender. So small commercial is an area that everyone's really familiar with on the insurance side. Well, we also go out and lend money to small businesses, small to medium-sized businesses, and we make direct loans to those companies. We invest in the bonds of publicly traded companies. I think that's probably something that most people are familiar with. And perhaps what people might not realize is we often talk a lot about public markets and equity markets and performance. The reality is the Hartford has a very small portion of their portfolio that is invested in public equities. In fact, it's only about 2%. So I think that might surprise people a little bit more because I think oftentimes when individuals think about investing, they're thinking about the stock market. And the Hartford is looking in their portfolios, investing in many areas outside of that, as you can tell by that small 2% number. That is fascinating. And I would bet that a lot of people would not have guessed things like real estate development being such a priority. Are there any conscious choices that you and your team make before investing? Absolutely. When we are looking to invest, we go through a very rigorous diligence process for each of our investments. And we're trying to think about investing through an economic cycle. So if we go back a couple of years ago, interest rates were low, you're making a loan to a company, thinking about their ability to repay that loan. In the macroeconomic environment that we were in, there's a lot of different dynamics for a low interest rate environment versus where we are today, where interest rates are going up. Can a company continue to pay debt if the cost of debt has increased and perhaps their economic activity is slowing? So, you know, really we are looking to invest through a cycle. And then I think the other thing that's gotten more attention and now has a certain name to it, ES&G, are we looking at how a company operates or investment operates as related to the environment, social, and, and governance? These were issues I think that we've been looking at from the beginning of time. When you're looking at investing, you're always thinking about how is a company impacted by their behavior as it relates to the environment, whether we called it e 15 years ago or not, you always worried about a manufacturer and how are they disposing of waste and how are they dealing with access to water. You're always thinking about the governance of a company. Is management doing something that could put the company at risk if they're going to get fined by regulators? We continue to think about that. We assess it perhaps in a little bit different because we're really trying to call out levels of risk in a programmatic way so we can you have some metrics to report on, but you know we are definitely very conscious about how we think about our investments as we, as we approach them. That's fascinating because I think sometimes when you hear a conversation about ESG or sustainable performance, 
it really overlooks the fact that you are taking a long-term view in a way that maximizes value creation, which it sounds like that's really the underlying emphasis in, in the work that you and your team do. Completely agree. Being able to withstand different economic cycles is incredibly important. An insurance company has different timing of cash flows, and so you don't ever want to be in a position where at the worst time, you need to be selling your investments because you need liquidity. So being able to understand the nature of the liabilities of the company, which is our obligations to pay out on premiums, as you understand the performance of your assets is critically important. And that's something certainly that HIMCO does in partnership with enterprise risk management. Any other trends that you're watching right now? Wow, there are so many. We are looking at the rate of growth in the economy. So GDP and unemployment is critically important as we think about rates and economic growth. On the global political side or geopolitical side, the activity going on in Europe with regards to Russia and Ukraine and how that plays out and the impact that it has on European growth, on commodity markets. I'd be remiss not to mentioned China and the relationship between China and the U.S. and China and the rest of the world and some of the relationships that they seem to be building with Russia, with the Middle East. So there's just an endless list of things to be looking at. Let's take a short break. When we return, more from Amy Stepnowski. Hey, Hartford employees, make sure to visit iConnect, where you'll find all the latest news on our business wins, well-being tips, benefit updates, upcoming company events, and so much more. But if you can't see it daily, be sure to read iConnect Week in Review every Friday morning. That's where you can get caught up on what you missed. We now return to The Lead, the Harford's executive podcast series. Welcome back. We're talking with Amy Stepnowski, president of HIMCO. Amy, I want to switch gears here and talk about how HIMCO attracts new talent. So without a doubt, our people are our distinguishing asset here at HEMCO. We deliver terrific returns. We have terrific business operations. And that's only done off of the strength of the individuals that we have working here. And I think the other thing is our culture allows people to flourish and advance their career and have some level of balance with their personal life, which is obviously incredibly important. So from, from my perspective, HIMCO is all about the individuals that we have here, and we're continuing to work really hard to ensure that everyone has an opportunity to advance their career and do so in a balanced way. And of course, we've seen across the Hartford the relationship between engagement and the impact that we have on our customers. So it sounds like that's also the case for you and the HIMCO team. Yes, I'm happy to say that coming out of the, the survey and the feedback that we're getting is we do have a really engaged group of people. If you take a look at the tenure that so many people have had here at HIMCO, we, we tend to find that once people come, they really like it and they stay. You know, we have a pretty significant portion of our population that have been here over 15 years, over 20 years, and even over 30 years. We have a morning call uh, Mondays and Fridays, and the number of times this year that we have celebrated anniversaries for people with more than 25 years of service is is pretty mind-blowing. I, I think that, as I said, when people come and they see the culture and the opportunity and the work that they have to do here at HIMCO, it, it's pretty appealing and people stay for quite a while. And I think, you know, it's particularly remarkable when you think about those 10 years and the strength of the culture given everything that 
certainly the workforce writ large worldwide has been through, but unique challenges for a team like HIMCO during the pandemic. You became the president of HIMCO shortly after the start of the pandemic. So talk a little bit about what that was like and how you kept your team motivated and performing in a fully remote situation. So I did take on this role, as you mentioned, when we were full-time remote. And I think the fact that I had been with HIMCO for 12 years at that time and had had an opportunity to work with so many different people in the organization really helped me acclimate to my new role. So I was coming in knowing the holdings of portfolios, knowing the people, many of the people that were responsible for those holdings, understanding HIMCO's strengths and having developed relationships across the enterprise. I really think that that was critical in terms of giving me the confidence to be able to move into this role and lean into the individuals that we have, knowing their strengths. Talk a little bit about now that more people have started to return to the office more often. How is that uh, reflected in your team's current work model and how does that model support your performance? So HIMCO, from March of 2022 on, we took a pretty uniform approach to return to the office. We are in office Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and we are remote on Monday and Friday. We find that in the type of work that we do, it's really important to be together. It allows us to collaborate. It really is an area where apprenticeship is a good description for how people learn the job. It's sitting next to someone on the trading floor, listening to what's going on around you. It's working with someone in the uh, private asset class on an ad hoc basis. Hey, I'm getting on a call with a potential partner in real estate. Why don't you come into my office and listen to the call? And you're going to learn about some of the things that we ask. So being together those three days has been really impactful. And we found that people have enjoyed being back together. So I'm pleased that we went down that path and we really just continue to fine tune things on the margin, but we're really an organization that is operating at a high level here in the office three days a week and remote on Monday and Friday. Feels like a very satisfying place to be in your journey. I agree. Certainly, there's always going to be a few individuals that may wish for more flexibility, or in some cases, we have individuals that wish we could be here five days a week. And, you know, you try your best to come up with an environment that meets the needs of most people and the business. And I think the balance that we have found is is doing so. Well, Amy Stefanowski, this has been phenomenal. Unfortunately, it's all the time that we have. Thank you so much for a fantastic discussion. And thanks to everyone for listening. Until next time, I'm Paula Angelo. This has been The Lead, the Harford's executive podcast series. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you'd be notified on the latest episodes. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.